That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Egyptian king. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running up the wing. Ooh, so, yeah. I love that. Love it. Performed brilliantly, too. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Fanatics. Woo! I'm Claire Kramer, and I am here along with my amazing co-host, Jake Marin. And I couldn't be happier, Claire, because this week we're diving into football. Oh wait, never mind. It's soccer, but I'm excited still. That's interesting. We are talking about soccer. We are talking about football. We are talking about the Premier League. And we are specifically talking about Liverpool, which is an amazing Premier Club. But Jake, yes. I'm really interested in the fact that you couldn't be happier. Now, tell me about that. You're at, you're at peak happiness, apex happiness right now? I'm getting close to apex happiness. And the main reason is because our guest say Ames McNamara, his energy and love for Liverpool, it just like it hyped me up. You know? Yeah. And you can see Ames, of course. You know, he's on uh, the Connors. You can see him on Roseanne. Uh, but his energy and love for Liverpool, my God, it's making me rethink everything in my life, Claire. I mean, that is really, <laughs> that is amazing that this conversation has had such a deep impact on you. I love that, Jake. Yep. I love where you are mentally and emotionally. And guess what, guys? It's your turn to join Jake on the happy train after listening to this episode of Fanatics right now with Ames. Get ready. All right, Ames, tell me why I shouldn't call it soccer. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm, I'm a little split on this because I, I call it soccer too. But okay. I mean, really, obviously, I think we can all agree it doesn't make logical sense to call it soccer. But I, I mean, I feel like calling it soccer is fine. I'm fine with calling it soccer. That's how me and all my friends call it. So Okay, good. And, and, okay. and just so everybody knows, we are talking about not just football or soccer. We are talking about... Liverpool Football Club. So, Ames, for someone who has been living literally on the moon, could you describe and encapsulate what Liverpool is and means to you? Okay. So, Liverpool plays in the um, Premier League, which is the English Soccer League. They're one of, in my opinion, the best team in the Premier League. But, you know, they're they're not always, uh, this season's not the best. But Liverpool, I think they're a club that is very focused on the fans I think that they have, you know, a lot of pa passion. Their stadium, Anfield, it's one of their the for opponents. It's one of the scariest places to go to because, like, it, Liverpool fans are known to just be always behind their team. 
So I just see it as one, a team that does really well. And, you know, I can have some successes to cheer for and also just a community like that. I think I'm proud to be a part of. Community, fandom, I like those two words a lot. That's what Fanatics is all about. When you mention how passionate the fans are with Liverpool, give us some examples. Like, what can you expect if you go in and you're going to sit in the middle of their massive fan section? I would say nonstop singing. I think that's the thing that they're known for. <laughs> they're, the main song that they sing is You Never Walk Alone. And it's like, so, and I think that sort of also pretty much encapsulates it. And it's like, you know, as a Liverpool supporter, you're never going to walk alone. You're always going to have like a, a community that is going to come together and support this team that you're rooting for. So yeah, lots of singing, lots of cheering and definitely passion. And you, you talk about this community. Uh, obviously, it's worldwide. I mean, how wide does this community go? I mean, de- across the world, it's you know, what's interesting is a lot of people might not know is like the Premier League and English League is really so popular in the US. All my friends who follow soccer, if you follow soccer, you follow the Premier League, almost mm-hmm. 100% guaranteed. And they have games um, like preseason games all over the world. Sometimes, you know, there's fan clubs, I know all all around the world. So yeah, it's definitely global. I mean, soccer as a sport is global. So it makes sense. But um, these top clubs and the Premier League are really, you can find fans anywhere. And Ames, who are some of the stars right now for Liverpool? So my favorite, my favorite player back of the jersey I'm wearing right now, his name's Virgil van Dijk. He's a Dutch center back, very calm, cool, collected. We've got Mo Salah. He's record-breaking Egyptian um, attacker. Um, our goalkeeper, Alison Becker. I mean, Really, we have quality across all levels of of the pitch. So for someone like you who is a part of this community but lives in the States, so isn't able to go to every Liverpool game or even probably watch every game because all the premier games are not played in the States or aired in the States, I should say. How do you engage with what is the is there an online fan base for folks that aren't able to actually be there in person? Or how do you guys keep that connection of community and fandom going? Well, I have several different apps where I follow (laughs) every bit of soccer news. But I think the main way that I stay connected to the sport in Liverpool is through my friends. Mm. Um, And not all my friends support the same team. Um, Actually, my best friend, the team he supports is Liverpool's main rival, one of their main rivals, Manchester Mm -hmm. United. And so it's funny to say this, but the main way that I constantly stay connected to it is by arguing and debating (laughs) and and just say, oh, did you see this win? Oh, did you see that? Um, So I think having a group of friends who all follow, follow the sport and know what's going on, you know, we can send each other stuff or just talk about it. Um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. That's big for me. That's, that's a big part of the fun of supporting a team. You know, I have my, my text message groups that I send out Oh yeah, uh, different stuff whenever the Cowboys play. I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan mm-hmm. names, but let me ask you, because you say your friends don't all root for the same team. How did you get into Liverpool? Okay, so it's actually a funny story. So one of the executive producers on the show, he's actually one of the owners of Liverpool. So very interesting. I had been a follower of the sport ever since the 2014 World Cup. That's really Mm -hmm. what got me into soccer. And, you know, again, my friends, people talking about it. And do any of you know about um, the, have you ever heard of the World Cup sticker book? 
Yes. Tell me. Talk yes. about it though. It's okay. very cool. Yeah. So this is this my probably one of my favorite things. And this is really honestly what got me into soccer. So in 2014 was the World Cup. And every year Panini, the company Panini, puts out a sticker book where it has all the team rosters participating in the World Cup. And you get you get packs and you have stickers of all the players and you have to like paste them in. You get to trade. And so since then, that's been one of my favorite things about um, about the World Cup is the sticker book. I did it in 2014, did it in 2018, did it in 2022. But so, yeah, so that's how I got into soccer. But yeah, the sticker book's amazing. I love it. The sticker books are so... All right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I just, yeah. just to go a little deeper into the sticker books, um, are you obsessive about them? Like some of these other fans who will literally attack other people for these stickers? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, and honestly, a lot of my books, they're not even that filled. But it's more, it's more just... Like the trading with friends, trying if you because obviously you're going to get a lot of duplicates. It's just sort of, you know, the World Cup mood is very special mood. And the, to me, that sticker book is like essential part of it. For sure. But that's international. Yeah. Liverpool obviously is not part of the World Cup. So so continue, please. Yes. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, that's how I got into soccer. And, and you know, like I said, the Premier League is literally probably the Premier League in, in world football. So I was following following that a lot. Um, but I didn't really have a team. So then um, the executive producer, who happens to be the owner, one of the owners of Liverpool, said, you know, you should, if you're following the league, you should really just support Liverpool. And I said, okay. <laughs> and it just so happened that year, that was 2018. And that year was one of their best seasons. They won um, their sixth Champions League. And, but then honestly, so, okay. So I'll tell you, then the issue becomes for me, then people will say to me, Ames, you're a little bit like you're a bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I started following at the start of the season before any of this happened. And then, so it looks like I still to this day, my friends will just in all <laughs> in, in an argument, if all else fails. Oh, OK, but you're a bandwagon. I'm like, come on, guys, like we're past this. <laughs> OK, I think it's really interesting that your favorite player is center back because that, first of all, is he a lefty or a righty? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm just interested because my son, who's 10, so he has time to make it to Liverpool or, you know, the World Cup, but <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of time. But he is a center back. And I remember when they mm. originally moved him to that position, the coach was like, imagine the coolest guy, what, like the, you know, the most desirable guy walking into a bar and then saying he's a center back lefty. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the perfect position. So what is it about that position that really attracts you? You know, it's a tough position and un and not always uh, appreciated, left open for exposure often. Yeah, I mean, the attackers are obviously the, the players who might get the most focus, um, might get the most attention because they're the ones scoring the goals. But I think what's interesting about Virgil van Dijk, he... I think he he got almost the same attention you would give to an attacker just because mm -hmm. the way he went about it, you know, he was arguably at a certain point, the best player in the world, attackers and defenders. And for me, what I appreciate about him, like I was saying, he's very calm. He never stresses. He doesn't, he doesn't work. Like there's no frantic, a, a franticness to his play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what you need at, at the heart of defense. You need someone who can like be a strong leader, but also be able to calm everyone down and just say like, come on, like yes. focus, like distribute the ball in a, in a calm manner. 
you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I really want to watch Liverpool even more to check out your favorite player. <laughs> did you play soccer or football? Yeah, I I did and I still do. I'm not that great, but I play on my school team. So yeah, I I'm a much better follower of soccer than I am a player of soccer, but it doesn't mean that I still can't have fun playing soccer and, you know, even just on a daily basis at the park playing soccer with my friends. Yeah. Just it's very hundred percent. The thing I love about soccer is I feel there's a place for everybody at, at, at every mm -hmm. level. You know what I mean? There definitely is. Totally. Now, Ames, have you ever been over to Liverpool? No. I've seen them. I've seen them once. They came to New York City at Yankee Stadium. They played a preseason game. Like I was saying, they go every, a different country or all over the world every year. It was a preseason, so like some of their players were still on vacation or whatever. But it was still super amazing experience. I mean, I got to got to see um, all the players and and see the trophy that they had just won, the Champions League trophy. Uh -huh. So yeah, it was. Even though it was a, even though it was a friendly, it was like such a cool experience. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. You're walking into, you said Yankee Stadium, right? Mm -hmm. Which, in and of itself, is a great, like a great place to see <laughs> anything, you know, because it's just right? so iconic. Very cool. It's crazy. Uh -huh. It's like Wrigley Stadium. So you're walking into Yankee Stadium for a different sport. What is going on, Ames, inside you? Are you so excited? Are you yelling? Are you jumping around? What are you wearing, and how are you feeling? I was wearing. Uh, I okay. I was wearing because I part of me wanted to wear um, a jersey, but then I was like, you know what? I'll play. I'll play it cool. Um, and <laughs> I wore. I, I wore a nice a nice button down t shirt. That's what I was wearing. Okay. And what was going through my mind? I mean, I was so excited, and I just remember like I was like I, I can't. I kept turning to my parents and my sister. I was like, like what is happening right now? Um, yeah, it was. And and going back to the singing. In the subway after after the game, everyone was singing. Even though it was like a tie, everyone was singing and having fun. That is so awesome. I love the, it. the subway out of Yankee Stadium is such a fun experience because it's like the party just moves down underground. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you have any marquee moments in that game or any, any moment other than the whole overall experience where you're just like, I cannot believe I'm here watching this? Well, b b right before the start of the second half, I got to go really in the dugout because, you know, it's mm -hmm. Yankee Stadium and watch the players come out oh. and as they're coming out yeah. for the second half. And I gave the coach, Jurgen Klopp, amazing guy, by the way, um, he's he's a reason why you should watch Liverpool. He's just such a like funny, um, cool guy. I got to give him a high five. I got to give some of the other players a high five. And yeah, that was that's probably the the top moment of that that trip tell us about the scarf hanging behind you okay so this actually i think i think i got this at that game i, I now that i'm thinking about this i got it at the at that game okay. so it's champions but you see it's like a six where the um where the a is supposed to be and that's because 
that's after they won their sixth Champions League. Um, so, so yeah, Champions of Europe. That's what it says. That's awesome. And you, you mentioned that you went with your family to the game. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, is this something that you share with the family or is this an Ames thing that they support? This is just an Ames thing. I, I mean, I, I've sort of gotten my family to have a little bit of interest in, in it, but no one is matching my um, my level of passion and excitement for, for soccer and Liverpool. I mean, I know in like a lot of, a lot of my friends who who watch soccer, it's like their whole family watches it. It's like a whole family thing. But really, for me, it's like most of the time, it's just me. And what would be your ideal scenario? If you could be part of the Liverpool, if they were like, hey, Ames, this summer, we'd love to have you over in Liverpool. We'd like you to be part of the team. Like, what would you be doing that would uh, integrate you with the team for that one summer? I mean, oh, that's a good question. I... I think, you know, everyone always said like coach is like obvious answer, but obviously like uh, assistant coach, but also what really interests me, they have a unique model of when they're looking at transfers, their approach is very data driven. Like they have a um, computer algorithms and data. There was like, uh, I think there was a pretty good article in the New York times about it. And so I would be interested in learning more about that and seeing how that world works because that's something it's very also specific to them. I mean, I think I'm sure it's now more widely adopted by different clubs, but they were a pioneer of like when they're looking at players, they're looking like specific data points. So they're very um, selective with their transfer. Sometimes it honestly, it frustrates Liverpool fans because you see all of our rivals are spending $500 million um, in a transfer window and Liverpool are like, Oh, okay. We're going to renew a thirty-six-year-old's contract, but but it's part of it is like frustrating, but also part of it's like you got to appreciate that they're not just buying at random; they're being very selective about who they're buying. Yeah, that makes sense to me, and and you know it makes me think about the game itself and also like the people around them, because soccer's known for hooligans. Are there hooligans and fights at uh, Liverpool games? I mean, I, I would. I would think so. Uh, there was this one, and especially when it's rivalry rivalry matches. I mean, the one example that comes to mind is, I, I wouldn't really know, this. it's not like hooliganism, but after Liverpool were playing their rivals, Everton, who also are in the town of Liverpool, it's like the stadium, the stadium, That's the crazy. two stadiums are, the two stadiums are like a quarter mile apart. I did not it's, know that. Yeah. It's so it's called the Merseyside Derby whenever they play. And after Mo Salah scored a goal, there was there's this really good picture. I'm pretty sure it was this game. Someone threw a red flare onto the onto the um field and it was like this awesome picture of him after he stands goal just like standing and this red smoke coming up behind him. Wow. I mean that's that's pretty cool, right? Right. Yeah. It was like just showing him the color, like, you know, I love football soccer, whatever, fans, because they seem to go the extra mile. Uh, is there a sport that you would compare it to here in the States? Or Liverpool, excuse me, forget the sport. Is there a team that you would compare mm. Liverpool to? You know, we we're talking about the Yankees. You know, they're a team that are always in it, but they don't win every year. You know, a team like that, the Lakers, the Cowboys, any team. I don't know. I mean, well, I do want, I do want to say about the sport, though. I don't think soccer can be compared to any sport. I think the fans, the passion that's behind it is so unique. 
to like you will not see the level of passion from the fans the emotions that you feel from soccer I, I strongly believe that you will not get it from any other sport even while we were filming um the filming the Connors I got the opportunity to go to the MLS final and which was in LA and it was LAFC um versus the mm. Philadelphia Union mm-hmm. and the LAFC fans like blew me away their home end was like they had like this um, it's like called a tifo like a big um like i don't even know how to describe it like a uh, character image um before the game flares like singing the um, falcon so coming down and yeah you would not see that type of passion in another sport i i i just am going to say that okay I, good answer and and does liverpool have anything you know you just talk about the falcon coming down you talk about all this kind of stuff what are liverpool's traditions if you will Hmm. Well, you never walk alone. That's their biggest tradition. Mm-hmm. They sing it usually at the start and the end of every match. Um, they they have a bunch of other songs like that they that they always sing. I'm trying to think because that's the biggest thing. Every soccer team, especially England, has very specific set of chants. And in, in England, like chants and songs mm-hmm. are a lot more creative, popular. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about. I mean. They always usually wear red. They're the reds. Yeah, but mainly, mostly songs and chants. Well, Ames, do us a favor. Can you give us a little chant or a little song? Not too much, just a little taste. I'll say, I'll tell you Mo Salah's chant because that's a very quick, quick chant. Perfect. Okay. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Egyptian king. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running up the wing. Ooh, so yeah, I love that. Love it. Performed brilliantly too. <laughs> oh. So, so there are there are actually chants for all the players. Yeah, even sometimes they're just as simple as um, the 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 players' names. Like, there's a midfielder, um, Tiago Alcantara, and his chant is just Tiago Tiago Alcantara, and that's it. <laughs> or, but simple. But my favorite, probably my favorite chant, besides like "You Never Walk Alone," there's a striker who's actually in and of itself. His name is Roberto Firmino, or just everyone calls him Bobby. And he sort of reinvented the striker position where he doesn't score a lot of goals. He more he plays a lot deeper, and his his job is more connecting the midfield and assisting and linking the play. He does a lot of I think his work goes a lot of under the rate under the radar a lot. And he's actually leaving Liverpool in the summer, but you know he's sort of getting up there. Not not that he's not that he's super <laughs> old, but you know his time at Liverpool is coming in. He's sort of getting um, replaced, but. His chant is a whole song, and it's and it's see, si, senor, pass the ball to Bobby, and he will score <laughs> our number nine. Give him the ball, and he'll score every time. And it g- keeps going. There's a lot more to it, but so yeah, I love that. I l- I love the chanting. So, what is the entry point for discovering Liverpool for somebody who has not? Maybe they're a football soccer fan, maybe not, but they haven't like gotten into the team. What is your entry point for? educating them and getting them passionate like you? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. I would say first off, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to like Liverpool, but if you're a fan of soccer and you want to really watch good soccer on the regular, you should just be watching the premier league. And, you know, naturally you might gravitate towards one team or another, but if you want to get to know Liverpool, just start, start watching Liverpool games. It's pretty simple. um, Simple as that. 
And, you know, that's how I learned about Liverpool. Even, you know, sometimes you could hear the chants on TV. That's how loud they are. Um, you know, and the commentators always provide a lot of information. So I would say just watch, just watch as many games as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. It's it's definitely something being a player, the more you the more time on the ball, the more skills you develop. So I think actually watching is the same for being a fan. Like the more you watch, the more you learn and the more you can get into it. Absolutely. So let's see. We've gone over the sort of experience of walking into Yankee Stadium. Let's imagine you are in Liverpool. Uh, mm-hmm. What what is what are the smells and sounds other than the chance? But like what what food is happening? What merch is happening? What is the whole atmosphere before you get in there and then after you leave the stadium? Well, food is actually that's something interesting because I um, I'm vegetarian. Okay. And they Liverpool are known one of their sponsors is a fake meat company called Corn. So I've heard that they actually have a lot of vegetarian like fake meat stuff at at their stadium. Ooh. So that's kind of cool for me. That's like okay, bonus point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I just would imagine it's very loud. Scarves as like the one behind me very popular also in soccer to like like to have um especially in England to have all those scarves and you know Anfield is is their stadium and it's pretty big it's and people describe it as like a fortress so I just I would imagine I just probably would not be able to contain myself really <laughs> is there is there one game you would love to go to like one match between two you know Liverpool and another team and who would that be Liverpool Man United, absolutely no hesitation. No question. Um, it's it's their biggest historic rival. Always feels the best to beat them, even if they're even if you know we're both not rivals in the season, like in terms of competing for the trophy. It, it's just a, a rivalry that sort of will always continue. And honestly, recently Liverpool has been killing them. Their last game against them, seven nothing, unheard of. That's crazy. In soccer. Yeah, you know that's. Wow. And like I was saying, my best friend's a Man U fan, so I just, that was, boy, was that sweet. Every wow. time a goal came, just text, another text. Is that is that game of the year so far? Probably game of the year. You know, honestly, I'll tell you, this has not been a really great season for Liverpool. Mm. We're out of contention for any trophies. We've had some injury problems, and and we're really, our only hope is to be able to qualify to get to the Champions League next season. And even then, that looks tricky. So that was a, a bright spot. That was well, a bright I, spot. I, I hate hearing that they're not doing well. But what I like hearing is how passionate you are, even though they're not doing well. So talk about uh, why that's not going to stop you from being a fan. I mean, I think the highs and lows are very much a part of the sport. You know, there are Liverpool actually can consider themselves lucky to have experienced really good success within the past couple of years. I mean, this is one of still one of the best periods in the history of Liverpool. Um, but other teams, even in the Premier League, like not to hate on Tottenham, just but Tottenham, it's a known thing. They have not won a trophy like since like ever. And, you know, there are teams, there are fans in England of teams in like the third division. And, you know, they're still just as passionate as ever. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to soccer. But I think that's I I feel like that's true of all sports. You know, people can accept hey, my team is not going to do the best every single year. But 
you can still have fun watching them. And at, at a certain point, you're like, okay, let's see how many goals they'll concede today. But yeah, just sticking sticking by it uh, is a part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. How gentle were you with your friend about the man you lost? <laughs> <laughs> not not that gentle, because I know he would do the same thing to me if Man U would have beaten them by a lot. You know, honestly, the thing was to every Man U fan was thinking that they were going to win because Man U were doing really well that season, and Liverpool have not been doing well. Liverpool came out of nowhere, pulled it out. I was, I couldn't believe Soccer it. Soccer works that way. Losses sneak up on you, and wins are not given. Like anything is possible. Anything is possible in this sport, um, and that's honestly some of the attract attraction too. It's like even in the Premier League um, a couple of years ago. I don't know if you heard about this. Leicester City, not considered one of the top teams at all, won the whole thing, won the Premier League, yeah. and that's still one of the craziest things. Like. Everyone was like, how did this happen? But it can happen. There's also something really attractive to me about the sport because you don't need a lot of gear. You know, you're not you're not on an apparatus. There's not a lot of equipment. There's you you got your shin guards, you got maybe ankle wraps and a great great shoe and a great ball. And that is it. You know, yep. and y- whether maybe if you're go- the goalie gloves, you know, and and a little extra padding. But I, there's something really appealing to me, the how stripped down the sport is. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, that's part of the, the global appeal of it. I mean, you see in countries all across the world, people are just playing in the streets, you know, barefoot, even with a ball that probably is a little bit uh, past past new. But you can just play and come together, and I think that that's completely right. It's it's one of those sports, and I mean, in a way, basketball is like that too. But it's a little bit less worldwide, you know. But mm-hmm. and soccer, really, as long as you got a, a little bit of uh, open space, you can play. Yeah, basketball, you need a hoop. Soccer, yeah, you can make anything a goal, and I think that's that's a big difference there. Man, Ames, you're making me want to watch Liverpool. Good. If there's one thing you want to tell people. To sell Liverpool, though, anything you left out, here's your shot before the love letter. Just give it to us here. Okay. I would say, well, if you're picking a soccer team to follow, you should pick a team that is going to... I think Liverpool is very unique because they're blending the ability to experience success, which is whereas a team like Man City, who has won everything in the past couple of years... I can admire them, but all they do is spend money and there's no real passion behind it. Mm. If you want a team that has history, if you want a team that has like a, a really committed fan base, I would say Liverpool's Liverpool's the team for you. I love it. I love it. I was just going to ask before we go, if there's no Liverpool game on, if there's no replay, if there's nothing there, will you will you turn on a Man United game? Will you turn on, you know, LAFC? Or or is it really just about having the sport be played by your team? I no, I will I will watch I will watch any soccer game. I mean, I watch most things, but I I will watch <laughs> I will watch any soccer game. I even, you know, if Man U is playing, let's say it's like another good, very good team. Then you know, of course, it's a big match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it, and and especially in the Champions League where it's all European teams. You know, I'll just if if Liverpool's not playing, I'm gonna want to watch it. You know, it's a big match, but obviously, you don't get the 
emotional feeling, the the fear inside your mm. inside your gut when when the um, the other team's racing forward that you do with Liverpool. And I think that's one of the one of the best things about sports in general is having a team to root for. I totally agree. And with that, Ames, would you please regale us with your love letter to Liverpool Football Club? Okay. All right. So think about this for a second. Okay. Dear Liverpool, I've been a fan for a few years now, and I just want to say thank you for introducing me to the Premier League and introduce me further to the Premier League and introducing me to this community of fans who are probably the best fans in the world. I want to say thanks for the winning all these trophies. Um, it's been fun to uh, experience that. But also, you know, I'll, I'll still be with you through the low times that we're having right now. And uh, I've never seen a level of passion anywhere else. And thanks for letting, thanks for winning so I can rub it in all my friends' faces. Um, <laughs> love, Ames. Love, Ames. Amazing. Amazing. We're done. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you call it football? You said you call it soccer. I mean, I call it soccer because to me, football is football. You know, I'm from Texas, so that's just how it is. Right. Football's football, soccer, soccer. But, you know, during the World Cup in last year, in 2022, they did have a lot of publicity, especially with Team USA, which did make a good showing for us, uh, where they had a lot of fans wearing shirts that said it's called soccer. So, you know, I mean, it's 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 traditionally football, but I mean, we're this big country over here embracing that tradition. So maybe we should call it. Or Fokker. Fokker works. I like that. That that kind of could go downhill really quickly, quickly. though, with the fans, drunk fans, lots of pints, (laughs) and Fokker is not sounding like it would work out well. Um, Either way, now I I have such youth knowledge, but I don't have enough, like, I definitely watched the whole World Cup, and I'm, you know, I've talked about the aspirations for my boys to play in the World Cup in a few years, two decades, you know, eight years down the road, 12 years down the road. But Liverpool, I got to get more into it. Next time I am in the UK, I'm going to make it a point to go to one of the Premier League games. I don't know if it'll be Liverpool, Man United, or, you know, one of the small, I like the Ryan Reynolds, like, football Mm -hmm. club that's Mm -hmm. happening. Are you watching that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wrexham is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Blake Lively. She is so funny. I love their relationship. She just tweeted something the other day and I'm not going to do it justice. So I'll I'll put it, you know, on Twitter <laughs> myself when this episode airs. But it was something about how they just had to pay millions and millions of dollars to watch her husband like cry. Oh, here's what it was. She said, I just subscribed to, you know, Soccer Plus and like ESPN2 so that I could watch my husband cry on national TV <laughs> <laughs> when they lost. <laughs> 
Ay, ay, ay. It is a culture, though. And I think that's what Ames really, like, got got in on is, like, it's it's not just a one-off thing. It's not just, oh, it's fun to watch. It is, like, a complete culture. And that's what makes it so yeah. attractive And And I fans. don't say soccer with any disrespect. I'm actually excited to learn more about soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. And you know what? Calling it football makes more sense, frankly, because it's kicking the ball with your foot. So, you know. Right. Footy is the short term. Footy. Footy club. I'm excited to find find out more about uh, the Liverpool footy club. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can catch a game live soon, Claire. That'd be awesome. I, I know. Come over. I have all the soccer channels right now. I have never canceled all the ones I added for the World Cup. So, I mean, I might as well hang in three and a half more years, you know, and not get my subscription back down to where it should be. To that note, we are dropping new episodes every Thursday. Yep. Yes, yep. every Thursday. So, if you are a fan of Fanatics, uh, as we're fans of you, our listeners, share with your friends. Let them know, hey, I got this podcast I like. It's about cool stuff. Spread the word because sharing is caring. And uh, you can spread the word through wearefanatics.com, which has all our episodes, or our Twitter at wearefanatics. And see you next Thursday. That's right. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Next week, we have an amazing episode with somebody I've known for a number of years, Avital Ash. And she is a fantastic stand-up comedian, actress, writer. She does it all. So come by next week because we're going to be talking about Leonard Cohen and her absolute love for him and his music. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.